Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Monday morning, the 27th of March. Mike Guerin, CEO of AgForce, joins us this morning. And Mike, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Dobbo. Uh, we talked about land valuations last week, and this is something that obviously you guys are looking into. Um, it has been a gouge. There's no two ways about it, um, and rightly so. A lot of people are up in arms over their new and recent valuations of their land. Where do we stand at this moment? Dobbo, a landholders have a period of time where they can lodge an objection, and so firstly it is critical that all those that have had revaluations read it understand it, and if they believe it's unreasonable, follow the process to put in an objection. AgForce can help with that for members, but in any event, it is critical that people understand that and lodge an objection by that timeline. If you do not have the objection lodged by that date in May, then you have no right of repeal. Once that is lodged, then there's a process that follows, and again, AgForce can assist with that. But it's important to note that in previous years, when we have lodged those objections, we yeah. have had a high success rate because they do what's called a desktop valuation. So they just do a general view of the change in values. There's no recognition of the idiosyncrasies of the particular parcels of land. There's no local knowledge goes into it. So a lot of the valuations can be wrong. But Dobbo, please, for all landholders listening, check those valuations first. You'd be obviously concerned, mate. This is something that obviously we've all thought about for some time and no doubt about it, it it is a concerning issue because we're hearing of cases of up to, you know, 290% in Cloncurry, 300% in Mount Isa, 168% in Richmond. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we've got enough challenges as it is. The really frustrating bit about the Stobo from a landholder and community perspective is these valuations with all the mistakes inherent in them going every year from the state valuation service. They do this mass appraisal, as they call it, or desktop valuation. We know they're wrong. We've shown that year after year, yet they don't change their process. And the end result of it, Dob, as you and I know, is that those that um, don't challenge the valuation or get the wrong valuation, the hit on them on the rates they pay or the rent they pay is significant. And these are small family-owned businesses trying to earn a living. Incredibly frustrating when the issue is obvious and the way to fix it is, is about investing in the state valuation service, doing valuations that actually understand the property rather than the mass appraisal from desk and Brisbane. Yeah, that's the big thing that I don't think anybody fully understands, how they make these valuations without actually genuinely going and looking at whereabouts this is. They just go off valuations and, and as you said, June 30, um, the valuations for these lands were between October last year and are effective from June 30. Now, everybody has a opportunity um, by the 16th of May to write and speak up and have an objection. Do you think we're going to get anywhere with that? That's my concern. It's one thing to, to have that. Do you think it's worth, like, that they're going to look at it? It's absolutely worth it, Dobbo, and that's the message we can't get across strongly enough. In all previous years of this process, AgForce alongside members have had significant changes made to those proposed valuations as long as the landholder lodges the objection and then engages in the process. And as I said, for AgForce members, we can support that. We have a land valuation expert in John Moore who walks us through that, including the arbitration that follows. We have had significant moves made. Again, landholders and communities shouldn't have to go through this. Sure. But unfortunately, it's the process we have in front of us. So yes, there is value in objecting and there is value in engaging in the process. 
and you will get significant change if that land valuation is fundamentally wrong. Can I ask you, um, obviously you had this big forum in Rockhampton last week. How successful was that? AgForce Dobbo is simply the collection of the voices of producers in Queensland. They have the chance every second year to have those voices represented through all the electeds, the commodities and the councils and thinking about and being really clear about what our priorities are for the next few years is enormously valuable. There are so many issues, but let's take the positive side opportunities facing this industry in Queensland where a strong, united advocacy voice can make a difference, can enhance those opportunities and can minimise those risks. To make sure that a small organisation like Ag Force is correctly targeted, focused on the right areas, recognising it can't do everything, but if it puts its energy into a few things and does it well, it will make a significant difference. So last week cannot be underestimated for its importance. Out of it comes the seven priorities for us for the next two years at the cross-commodity level and the commodities work on their priorities under that. We put that out in our weekly newsletter this week and then we start that work. It's an incredibly important uh, activity we undertake every two years and members are incredibly generous with their time and coming along and spending what's most of a week in the, in the classroom uh, and for some of them, it's 10 or 12 hours drive each way to get there, but a really important time and a huge dedication by many Ag Force members in engaging in that process. Well, the thing about it is uh, that they want to be involved. There's never been a stronger need for an advocacy group, and obviously there's a lot going on. And you gave a tribute to a couple of blokes like Will Wilson and so, um, who obviously are no longer part of it as well, which is big. But the big challenges, mate, this year is obviously trying to work in collaboration with this government. Um, we're seeing from a national perspective a lot of change coming on and no doubt you'd be concerned about some of the some of the uh, change around land ownership and we have, I suppose in a lot of ways you just want to be briefed, but it is very concerning where we're at at the moment. It is, Dobber. There's a big piece of work that's just been launched by the federal government that sits under a title called the Nature Repair bill. We don't like the title to start with because we look after our landscapes very well, but that aside, it's a huge piece of reform that this government is starting to talk about. And because we have the same colour of government at a federal and state level, you have a greater chance of fundamental reform. But the critical part of this job, and we've learnt this in Queensland the hard way over the years by not being involved in the conversation to start, is to be there at the start, to advocate very strongly to do that deep work to inform it, to, be, to use the science to back your arguments. We have that chance with this. So what you'll see with the priorities that come out this week and what you'll see from AgForce over the next wee while is a very, very strong engagement with the federal and the state governments through, for example, at the federal level, the EPBC Act review, and then the four big pieces of policy in Queensland that where we need fundamental reform underneath that, being the Vegetation Management Act, the Nature Conservation Act, the Regional Planning Interest Act, and the reef regulations. If we can get all of those into a fundamental reform package and to take the positive approach to this Dobbo, get that fundamental reform in a way that supports communities, supports agriculture, supports the industry, looks after these landscapes, we can have a very different outcome to, for example, what they're getting in Europe. Young people can confidently invest in this industry and all Australians can continue to be proud of agriculture, what we do in terms of providing food and fibre locally grown and fresh for domestic consumers 
and what we contribute to internet learnings through trade. That's the big thing, isn't it, now, that we are looking at and just trying to work out exactly um, how this moves forward um, with a collaboration. Um, they they are trying to – they've obviously made some deals at a federal level. Are they receptive to wanting to have a conversation? Robert, can I acknowledge the new federal minister for agriculture to start with? He's early in his term and he has engaged strongly with industry on a number of issues, biosecurity being one of them, the recent floods in Queensland being another one. So he is showing good faith early in his term and he has a strong engagement with the federal cabinet. So we applaud that and we take that on in good faith and therefore assume we're going to have a significant influence, a strong voice at the table and therefore ensure that landscapes, that environment, that communities and agriculture are listened to and that good science is applied to this, that we don't make the mistakes we've made in the past through some of those pieces of legislation. So call out for the Federal Agriculture Minister. Please stick with us. This really important piece of reform coming on is an enormous opportunity for every Australian. If we get it right, if we get all the people at the conversation to start with, and most importantly, that communities, that agriculture and that the next generation are generally involved in the build of that reform from the start. Yeah, very well said. Um, obviously, uh, what's the what's the next couple of months stand for? Is that is that the focus? That is the absolute focus, Dobbo. I don't think, and this is what members are telling Enforce, there is anything more important right now than to get that policy reform piece right by being there right at the start with a clean sheet of paper. We only need to look at, for example, in New Zealand where they have a punitive um, emissions tax on rumoured animals. In Europe, where they're shutting down farmland. In Europe, where new legislation is limiting livestock numbers, not allowing producers who know their landscapes and know their carrying capacities to make those decisions, but having bureaucrats put in place those decisions on behalf of the farmer. We're seeing a 30% cut in land area used for agriculture in the Netherlands, for example. All of those examples overseas we can avoid in Australia and avoid in a way that supports better environmental outcomes, that supports our landscapes and our communities. The opportunity, Dobber, in front of us, it's really hard to overestimate. It's huge. We are at an inflection point, and what the members are saying to AgForce is let's be at the table at that inflection point, let's ensure our voices are heard, and let's take on the good faith this new Federal Agriculture Minister has shown us to drive that reform in a way that supports everybody, including environment, including landscapes, including communities, including consumers, and including producers of food and fibre. We do it as well as anyone in the world in Australia. Yeah, you certainly do. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Dobbo. Good on you. Mike Gearham, we'll take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.